Welcome to episode 227 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and I am so excited. I have an amazing panel this week, and uh, the first person that's arrived, well, she, shorted, she arrived later, but she is the guest for this week, and that's um, Kelly Gumont. How are you doing, Kelly? Hi, David. I'm well. How are you? Doing, doing well. Glad you made it. And uh, another guest is here and has joined us, uh, Chuck Joyner. Thanks for being here, Chuck. How are you doing? Thank you for having me, David. I'm 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 in one piece after the day I've had, and that's uh, quite yes. co- quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it was. Uh, I hear you. Busy last couple of days, actually. But uh, and then last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamet's here. Thanks for being here, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm always happy to be here. I'd like to point out Kelly is the guest of the week. Chuck is the guest. And I'm last but not least. Yes. <laughs> well, so it I, seems I, like every time I'm here, Jeff, you're here. Like well, David, have I'm you sorry, put a ring on it yet? Contributor. What's that? <laughs> have you put a ring on it yet? What's that? Well, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, no. Kelly, do you want me to draw you yeah, a picture? <laughs> <laughs> He's been in October all week. So, in all touch month, with iOS say. after oh. dark. Oh my god. <clears throat> All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on fast. That's uh, been a great fast. show. Oh. See everyone next week. <laughs> yeah. So been, we have been, uh as we record this, the uh the uh quarterly results were announced and that's it's always exciting to be able to to talk about them like hours after they were announced on the show here. Uh iOS 16.1 was released. Um there's lots to talk about this week, so let's just uh, jump right in and speaking of the quarterly results, Apple they're doomed. Oh no, wait, they're not. They 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 well, reported they some They only record. made almost all the money instead of actually all the money. Yeah. So it's just time to shut it. It's been a good run, Tim, but yeah, yeah, it's time yeah, to go. No, but it's uh, you know, they they uh the revenue was a mere $90.1 billion. It's, it was up a few percentage points from last quarter. Uh, they had a, a total profit of $20.7 billion, which was, you know, you know not, not too shabby. But uh, a couple of notable things that, that, that were announced, uh, and I'll, I'll say it, Mac. Mac is just insane, the, how, how the numbers have jumped on the second, third quarter was 74 Uh and now it's up to 11.5, 11.5. Yeah, it's just pretty amazing uh, quarter for Mac. And Mac is seems like it's here to stay. Uh, what do you guys think? I, just, I mean, I'll talk about Mac. I don't mind at all because it's just kind of an exciting thing to see that the Mac is really making its, you know, making its strides in the, in the market. But, you know, Apple releases new products and yep. then they sell. <laughs> when when yeah, they weren't releasing much. new Macs. They weren't selling as many. There Imagine you go. that. By, by yeah. the way, the amount of profit Apple made in this one quarter, $20.7 billion. We're talking about numbers that are so big that I don't yeah. think we can actually conceive what they are. Right. And, and then revenue crazy. of $90.1 billion. Mm-hmm. Holy Who'd fucking shirt yeah. balls. I used to... Yeah. Um, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to have a spreadsheet that um, and I, I fed in calculations for the number of minutes in a quarter and the number of seconds in a quarter. And I could adjust it for how many days were in the quarter, depending on what months they were and everything. And <clears throat> because nerd and I would go in and I would go, OK, show me what the iPhone looked like. like this is what they said it was, you know, for profit. And then I could see like this means that every second of the quarter, Apple sold this many phones or or this many iPads or whatever it was. And it was always a baffling number. And then I would say, okay, let's right. say, 
you know, let's say they're they're open 12 hours a day, right? So if you only choose, take the time the stores are open, then they sold this many every second or this many every minute. And it was always a baffling number. And I was always looking for some sort of way to get my head around it. And that was sort of like the best I could do was, you know, for three yeah. solid months, they sold 20 iPhones a minute, you know, or whatever. And and the numbers continue to go up. And that's the thing that I think is... Yeah is really impressive is the consistency of it. And, yep. you know, um, <clears throat> even when uh, you listen to the call and you listen to all these people saying what, you know, trying to ask questions about what Apple should be doing instead of what they're already doing that is making all the money. And, you know, even like through the pandemic, you know, everybody staying home decided they really needed a new computer and, you know, and now it looks like based on these numbers, everybody else decided they too needed a new computer. Everybody that didn't buy one in the last couple of years has bought one now. And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, or in some cases maybe bought another, you know, who knows, but um, like the numbers to me are very consistent. And like Jeff said, you know, you consistently release new Macs and people are excited to buy them. And, right. you know, there's no, th there's no real secret to that piece of it, in my opinion. Nope. I, I thought it was interesting that they were very they were very careful to point out um the release of the M1s last year and you know that mm -hmm. there had been a gap you know for a while before that then the M1s hit and you know they had a fantastic quarter and you know so they're they're guarding against you know people expecting that kind of huge surge to continue. But to Jeff's point, you know they they release computers and people buy them. I mean, there yeah. there's a pent up market right now for um, for the Mac Pro, and I'm not sure if there's not yeah. a pent up market for new uh, new Mac Minis. And we we're hearing rumors about you know they may or may not mm -hmm. be coming. Um, the MacBook Pro hasn't had a refresh in you know what a year and a half is that right? A year? It's about a year? No, because I bought mine in January of twenty uh, twenty two. Yeah, they that's came true. Out, uh, they came out like late, late twenty twenty one, you know, like September, yeah. October. Yeah, it's, it's about a year. Yeah, because yes. they they started shipping in December. Yes, I, you're right. If I Kelly. recall correctly, you're right. Yeah. They did. So, friend of the know. show, Brittany was waiting for hers and wondering yeah, if it was going right, to show yeah. up before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. maxed it out. <laughs> yeah, so that's you know that's coming. Uh, you know, at some point, I'm not sure that there's quite the same pent up demand. Yeah. On the other hand, we don't know what the specs will be for that. So, you know, maybe that will create its own pent-up demand. We um, also got for... a completely new computer, not this quarter, but the the Mac Studio. The Mac yeah, Studio, right. I like to right. call it. Um, I think that may have bled off a little bit of the Mac Pro demand because however you slice it, that's a monster machine. Like, unless yep. you need, you know, unless you need two of them in that cheese grater form factor so you can put a plank between them and have a nice bench <clears throat> full of computing power. Like there's absolutely no reason that most people could not do right. very, very well with this, with the studio. And so I think that's also, <clears throat> at least in the last year, that's been one of the, one of the more interesting moves I think they've made and makes me even more curious to see what the, the eventual Mac pro is actually going to look like. Because I think a yep. whole lot of people who just re who who legitimately fun on a fundamental level ask a whole lot of the hardware that they're using are being very well served by that Max yep. the Studio because I'm not hearing a lot of people complaining about it. 
Nope. I, you know, I just have a hard time thinking that we're going to, we're ever going to see a cheese grater again. Um, yeah, of, just... of the, that, that form factor, just because I'm not. Oh, we're not. That... They're, they're going to go back to the little black trash can. <laughs> yeah, I, think, <laughs> right. I doubt that. Um, yeah, but no. I, I, hey, I said it with a straight face. I, that's all I wanted out of but that. Nicely done. Yeah. No, I think we have a good idea what to expect generally from the design uh, uh, for, for the design for the new Mac Pro. And if you look at the Mac Mini and the Mac Studio, we can extrapolate out what the Mac Pro will look like. <laughs> and there you go. On a Small, side medium, note, large. yeah. <clears throat> on, on a side note, I decided to uh, uh, try and come up with miles versus dollars comparisons, like one dollar equals one mile. And what sort of distance <laughs> are we looking at to get to um, to Apple's uh, quarterly um, revenue? <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought, you know, we're not, I, it doesn't matter because when I got out to uh, the sun to Neptune and I'm at 2.78 billion miles. Okay. So no. we're basically talking 10 times the distance from sun to Neptune for a uh, dollars to miles comparison for how much revenue Apple <laughs> made. And see, we can't conceive these numbers. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. All right. You're such a no, geek, Jeff. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> Thank you. I think I need to, I need to move yeah. on. I was get, I'm going to get through these uh, numbers real quick. Um, <laughs> iPad was flat for this, but this still made a mere 7.2 billion. So, you know, they, they, they still all do okay. iPhone did, uh, did had, had a modest increase, 42.6 billion. Uh, that was about a 10% increase over uh, year to year. Services, that was interesting. That kind of dropped a little bit. It went to 19.2 versus 19.6. So there was a bit of a drop, but it's still 9% uh, revenue change. Um, so services are still going to continue to do it. Um, and uh, wearables, Apple Watch, $9.7 billion, uh, over $8.1 billion last quarter, about a 10% increase. So the, the percentage of the product line is still uh, dominant, of course, by iPhone at 47%. But you got Mac now at 13%, and you have uh, services now at 21%. If I remember correctly, it was like around... 17, 18% last quarter. So, I mean, this or something like that. So services have really uh, jumped and they will continue to jump. Uh, And we'll talk about a bit of a change with services (laughs) here in just a bit. Uh, But uh, yeah, good numbers. We're not the financial analysts here, but I do have a link. And thanks always to Jeff, uh, Jason Snell and Six Colors uh, to take a look at his amazing charts he does every every quarter for the sales and plus he's got even him and dan Morin did a video that's on the front, yeah. on the front page so so check that out too so um so that's it on that uh, let me um, move on and uh, like i said speaking of services apple is increasing the price of apple music apple tv and the apple one bundle so they're going to increase uh by one dollar for individual users two dollars on the family plan while apple tv is going to increase uh this price by two dollars uh, the one price Apple One prices will also rise accordingly, and this is all the information that was uh, found uh, from Nine to Five Mac. So now the individual uh, plan for uh, uh, for the annual. I know that Kelly, you you do the annual plan. That's going to go up ten dollars to one hundred nine dollars a year. Still worth it. I yeah. mean, it, I mean it hasn't they haven't touched it in years. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Apple TV, you know, Actually, it was I inevitable. It was go- I don't think they've what? ever changed the price on Apple Music. I don't think so either. I, I think, think it started it. at nine ninety nine a month or a hundred dollars a year, and forever and ever, yeah. amen. Until now. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh-huh. so then the, yeah. the, 
Apple TV Plus is only going up two bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. four ninety nine was a bargain. Six ninety nine is a bargain. I mean, it's still a good deal if you're an individual and a subscriber yeah. to that. And the breakdown for the Apple One bundles, I think most of us here, not all of us, uh, have the premium plan, which is the uh, that's thirty two ninety five went up three bucks. You have the family plan twenty two ninety five for three bucks, and then the individual plan will go up two bucks. So mm-hmm. if you depending on which plan you have, so it was it was inevitable. I don't I don't. What do you guys think? Is is there anything? That is a surprising about this. I mean, it, it, it was it was a long time coming. I don't think there's anything surprising, David. The only thing I might slightly disagree with you on is that you know a two buck increase for Apple TV. I I agree, I agree with you that it's absolutely worth it given the content. But I think you know anytime that any of these prices go up, somebody's going to it. It causes people to stop and say, you know, where I'm subscribed to it. It comes out goes off my credit card every month, and mm-hmm. I don't think about it. And now. It's called attention. <clears throat> Pardon me. It's called attention to itself. And so now yep. people are doing an evaluation of, you know, mm-hmm. is this a good value? I personally, for how much I use Apple Music and Apple TV, I think it's a fine value, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still something that is going to be have have attention called to itself by yep. the very fact that it, it went up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. when you look at what's happened here. Everything that has happened will happen again, just like we learned in Battlestar Galactica. I'm going to call you Adama for that. <laughs> what do you hear, Starbuck? Yeah. So when Amazon raises their rates, this exact same discussion happens. When mm-hmm. Netflix raises their rates, this exact same discussion happens. And mm-hmm. now Apple's doing it. So here we go. Well, I think part of it is... Um, uh, a point I think you made on Mac Voices very recently, Jeff. Um, and that was, uh, I think we were talking about Apple having engineered themselves into a corner. And I think this is the same sort of move that Apple has to make in order to remain competitive, in order to not be the seen as the cheapest service, you know, and not seen, you know, particularly for TV where they were even more than fashionably late to the party, I would, I would put forth. Um, and to not be, to still sort of be in the running, but not necessarily be viewed as a cheap throwaway service for not being in line with what it costs for some of the other ones. So I think really, if you look at like Disney plus and that sort of thing, um, you know, Disney plus is another one that is not $10 a month and, you know, it'll get there eventually, but it's not there now and has a whole lot of content that every, you know, whether you want to watch it or not, whether you pay for it or not, everybody knows the names of five things that are on Disney plus. Right. And, yeah. and so to at least be competitive with Disney plus price wise, make to me makes a lot of sense and to make it something that, that does still feel like, um, uh, it is a service that has value. And I think part of that is probably, you know, increasing from, from just five bucks a month, you know, <clears throat> which is the thing that, that, you know, we've, we've talked about before when Apple has adjusted prices on things. And I th- so I think it makes sense. Um, I still think it's a value. I'm still going to pay for it and not flinch. Um, yep. We are at the point at my house where we're looking at going with a bundle um, to do the family plan uh, just because I'm, really tired of hearing Mr. Kelly listen to music on Pandora and sit through advertisements. And I just feel like, (laughs) can I just buy you Apple music and you can stop doing that? Can we just 
put it all on the visa and move on with our lives. And yeah. uh, and and this the 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 price increase doesn't change that that viewpoint for me. Um, a side note that I will point out here because I don't. I didn't see this in the show notes, David. Um, <clears throat> if you are unhappy about the price increase and you know, and you or someone you know has a Costco membership, you can buy a year of Apple Arcade for $45, a year of TV Plus for $45, and a year of News Plus for $90. And it's usually $10 a month, I think, for news if you want News Plus by itself. Um, so if you know somebody who wants one of those services, uh, you can still get a really good deal because even if you pay for a year, I think it's, I think it's $60 a year for TV plus and for arcade. And this is 45 at Costco. And I think it's a digital code. Um, but you have to be a member in order to, to make that purchase. So if you're not doing a bundle and you're not interested in doing the bundle or, or you want something, you know, you want something that's not in the bundle that you have, then, um, you can do something like that. And like for $90 for a year, of news plus i'm looking really hard at it now that i know that that's an option so um yeah. that might that might be a thing and and you know could make a good gift for somebody if you think they would enjoy ted lasso or uh you know the film that won best picture at the oscars earlier this year you know is still is yeah. is the movie that's on is a movie that is only available on apple tv plus so you know yeah. or if oh, you're like totally me and sure. you have a dad and he likes Tom Hanks, then, you know, let him go watch a bunch of Tom Hanks movies as much as he wants on TV plus. Yeah. So don't I'll tell my dad he's getting a year of TV plus, by the way. <clears throat> we'll definitely put a link in the show notes for that. Um, next story. I've got a couple quick stories here. Uh, Apple delays the delay, the, the daily cash savings account for Apple card users. Apple, of course, uh, did announce earlier this, this month that they were going to inc- include a Apple savings account uh, that be in conjunction with the Apple cash card that you get from your Apple card. Uh, but for some reason, there's some problems, and Apple did announce it and said that there's, it's going to be coming available in the next coming months because it was supposed to be out with iOS 16.1. Um, but when it does come out, what it's going to be is a, a nice savings account where you can get the money transferred right into that account and no minimum fees, no minimum deposits, no balance requirements. And, uh, it'll be partnered of course with Goldman Sachs. So we'll, uh, guys, any thoughts of that? We'll we'll definitely hope to see that soon. Cool. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not much on that. When it gets here, it gets here, you know, and uh, that's when, that's when we'll talk about it because then we'll be talking about the interest rate, the terms, the conditions. Right. Because they haven't really announced any of that yet. I'm guessing this is not a technical issue. And it's more of a regulatory issue. Yeah, Goldman Sachs is working out, and there you go. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, Apple did uh, update all of the uh, iWork applications this past week. Um, you got uh, Pages, Numbers, and Keynote for both macOS, iOS, and iPadOS, with supporting of new features. They're uh, adding uh, support for easy, easily sharing documents with coworkers through messages, and support for new collaboration features in iOS iPad OS and Mac Vent- OS Ventura, uh, including integration with FaceTime, which is interesting. Uh, and the latest update will also add support for getting notified when changes are made in a shared document, improved support with Stage Manager on the iPad OS 16. And they're all available. Um, I, I downloaded them. I haven't really looked at any of those features. Have you guys looking at any of that at all with the, these uh, apps? I haven't had a chance to look at it. The one thing I've found interesting, though, is that there seem to be after I was reading the reviews and the notes, 
that there seems yeah. to be a big focus on collaboration and a big yeah. focus on mm-hmm. uh, on the iPad. Yep. As yeah. as a, as a device for these three apps, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see to play with them and find out just exactly yeah. how it has been implemented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I've seen a lot uh, another, of headlines about that. That's okay. part of what I'm looking forward to is the iPad piece is yeah, you know, the, the mobile, the mobile part of it. And then after that, the collaboration, because the having it work really well on mobile is really nice. I don't spend a ton of time in pages um, of all of them. I use keynote the most and yep. uh, being able to a be able to spend that time on my iPad and then also have it work really well and have it work really well when I'm working on something with someone else is even better. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that ends up being the actual case. Yep. Uh, another app that got uh, an update uh, th- this week was the Apple support app. It gains new, a new look and revamped a reservation system about time. Uh, Apple announced uh, today that it's uh, update to the Apple support app is with this new functionality. It's going to make you get better reservations for service and a retail location or an authorized service provider. Uh, they, the update revamps the look of the reservation system, gives an improvement uh, of organization, quicker to access devices, a bunch of support tools and more. Because I, I always found when I was using that app, it was not very friendly to get support. You had to go mm-hmm. through a lot of hoops uh, to get support with this. So good so to see that Apple is uh, making uh, making improvements on that. You guys, I, I'm assuming you guys have gone into that before and used uh, use it one way or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. It's been kind of a pain. Um, so I'm looking for, well, okay. I'm not looking forward to the next time I need to use it, <laughs> but I'm looking yeah, well, forward yeah, to when I do need to use it, that it will be easier to use. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That it's not so, going to be yeah. an extra layer of hassle on top of whatever the problem is I'm already having. That's gonna, mm-hmm. That is the reason that I'm having to go to support. It'll be great when, when it's not, you know, oh, great. Now on top of everything else, I have to go use this app and do the thing and, you know, whatever. So I'm, yeah, I'm in the same boat as Jeff. I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful that maybe this won't be the hurdle anymore. So. Let's hope not. Uh, next story was uh, Apple had, a, an, uh, I should say the Wall Street Journal and Joanna Stern had an interview with uh, Greg Dozziak and uh, Craig Federici. Uh, had uh, that was it was a really great interview. If you want to check that out, it's out out there on um, out there to watch. Um, it's always fun to watch those two. They're 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 both fun to to be together. So Jaws actually came out and said that to, to confirm iPhones futures move to USB C. Uh, of course, uh, he's the uh, vice president of worldwide marketing, and he did confirm it that the swapping of the Lightning connector to USB C will com- be done to comply with the EU regulations as we talked about it. And the uh, riots will start in three, yeah, two. Exactly. I mean, he he even made. I mean, Jaws even made the comment. It's like you know, there's a billion lightning cable, lightning connect cables out there. I mean, I mean, it's it's going to be an anarchy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to people are just going to go nuts because mm-hmm. I mean, and I know they did a little bit when the thirty pin connector went it went its way, and David, it was I don't think anywhere near as bad. A little. It's, it was, it's going to be a lot. It was the end of Western civilization. <laughs> when the 30 pin went when to the lightning, 30 right? pin, When they went, we might not do that giant pain in the ass has to actually snap in only works one way connector. We're going to get rid of that and make your life easier. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. More so that they, they had adapters to adapt it from mm-hmm. 
30 pin to lightning and you know, I have one. Got all these cables. I have I more those. than one. I'm not proud. What do you think, uh, Jeff and Chuck? Jeff, you first, Wait, and I'll, I'll wrap it. Apple never had any intention of going to USB-C on the iPhone. They are not happy about this. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I think this screws up part of their roadmap for really? for the iPhone. Just a hunch. Also, um, uh, the whole <laughs> meltdown thing that people are going to have. Um, yeah, part of that's because... The EU is now forcing a standard that has no standard as the standard for the connectors <laughs> for electronic devices. That's fair. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of people are looking at it as it's USB C. Okay. Well, what does that mean? And, uh, and what cable do you need? And how do you tell if you have the right cable? And I mean, there's so many things that go into this. And will it fast charge or will it only normally charge? I mean, for most people, the answer is no, they will never fast charge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it'll just be this constant thing throughout the day of having to, to uh, keep plugging in their devices because they're never fully charged because they can't fast charge. Right. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm just tired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am just tired of everybody complaining about uh, every step forward that we make and that, that whoever said it, you know, this is the end of Western civilization. We heard this when Apple introduced USB back with, with the original iMac. Oh my God. You know, it doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. It doesn't it have a this, floppy drive. This is it doesn't clearly have a floppy the end drive. of the world. Yeah. And then we got rid of the, you know, the, the DVDs and went, Oh my God, I've got stacks of DVDs, <laughs> you know, and it just look, we are trying there. Everybody's trying to move the platform forward. Sometimes they're trying to do it in opposition to the legislative bodies that don't know their head from a hole in the ground. And, right. and that's a real problem right there. But at the end of the day, everybody's trying to push this forward. And, and, you know, we all need more speed. We all want more speed. We all want all this great stuff. But as soon as anybody introduces a new connection, a new opportunity, a new standard, they have a stroke. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. listen, I've, I've participated in some of those discussions, you know, because sometimes those things are ill-conceived and sometimes they're just flat out stupid at least from our perspective. Right. But it's part of the landscape. Yes. It's the, the only constant is change. Get used to it and go complain about something important. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> this is the kind of thing I like to refer to as a nerd world problem, which is when a first world problem looks at your problem and goes, really? This is what you're complaining about? Um, I want to back up, though, because, Jeff, you said that that Apple never had a plan to 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 go to USB-C on the iPhone. And I presumed, and maybe this, I mean, maybe it's just me, um, and I run a home for this sort of theory. I feel like I have to add that first. Um, I thought the reason we went back to the square sides was so that they would be thicker phones and then we would have room for a USB-C port. I really, really thought that was that was the move. So I'm surprised I, to hear I, you I, say that. I, I like that uh that <laughs> hypothesis. Um, no, I, I think the move back to uh, to the square sides was uh, uh, because the form factor actually worked better uh, just overall. Oh, I'm absolutely not mad about it. It's my favorite shape. And of all uh, the oh, yeah, I, I really like it, too. And yeah. if you're going to the camera bumps and you're doing curved everything and then you have the camera bumps on top of that, um, I, I think that was just kind of aesthetically weird. So this works better. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think Apple's next step was going to be the port just goes away, the, the lightning port, and they have something else that's more like a smart connector, but it would be much more robust and much more capable than the smart connector we have today. Yeah. Okay, that well, I could see because I keep seeing people say it's going to be portless and and I will never, ever get behind that ever. Even when they do it, I'm still going to be like, this is dumb. I'll be mad and I'll buy one, but I'll still be like, this is dumb because I still plug my phone into my computer on occasion for reasons. And, so, there, and there will be options for that, but it doesn't yeah. matter now because uh, because the uh, the innovation in a smartphone and other electronic ports uh, mm. that's gone now. Yeah, I mean, I understand what the I understand what the EU is trying to do, uh, and and I get where they're coming from with that, but I don't I don't like how they've gone about it in this case. A lot of times, the things that they do are supposed to be. You know, like they're doing it in the name of consumers so that it's easier for consumers to do the thing or whatever. Right. And and in the, in this case, I don't think they've gone about it in the right way. And I think part of that is just not having an inherent understanding of what USB of what USB C by itself actually is. As opposed to a Thunderbolt cable, for example, nobody has apparently explained to the EU that a Thunderbolt cable looks exactly the same as a USB-C cable, and nobody will know the difference until you try to plug the thing into the other thing and it doesn't work because it's not a Thunderbolt cable. So I'm I'm worried about how this is actually going to roll out, not just for Apple, but for everybody. Yeah, well, I, this, we'll see. This, remind, this reminds me of... I've I've had the good fortune or not so good fortune of being involved in incidents that end up getting reported in the newspaper. Um, and this is back when newspapers were a thing. <clears throat> and the number of times they got things completely wrong leads me to think, okay, if they're getting this wrong, and this is a relatively simple, small story, how wrong are they getting everything else that I'm reading and taking as gospel because it's in the newspaper? And so, you know, I, 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 I feel like this is a replay of that. You know, they, they take things and they boil it down to something simple. It's like we want, a, we want a rectangular plug instead of a square plug. And so we're going to legislate the rectangular plug without any consideration about all the details. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what really bugs me about the, the way the EU did it. It's what's bugging me about some of the things that are happening in the U.S. that, you know, they're targeting tech companies without really understanding the implications. You know, they just it looks good and oh, the tech companies, just like insurance companies and banks and brokers, they have all the money, so they must be doing something bad. And it ends up hurting all of us eventually later, yeah. one way or another. All right. Well we're gonna see what happens. I mean I think twenty twenty four is when it has to be it's mandated and, and hard to say what Apple will do, but if maybe the iPhone fifteen will be the one that they they kick it in and we'll see what happens here. Speaking of uh, stuff that's going to be annoying, is uh, app-related <laughs> apps are now going to be appearing this week in app st- the App Store's Today tab this week as we record. Um, in an email to developers this week, uh, Apple announced that an app-related ad will be begin appearing in App Store's main Today tab page. And also in the You Might Like, Might Also Like section of at the bottom of the individual app listings. Uh, and... It's going to take place in every country except China, uh, and all ads in the App Store will have a, a blue background with an ad icon. 
And this was what Apple had to say to the developers. Um, and they basically said that the app is going to appear prominently on the front page of the App Store, making it some of the first co content users see when they're beginning their App Store visit. And the prominence of the placement makes it a good option to, to drive awareness of your app. And, you know, and it goes on and on about that stuff. Um, it's uh, each developer is going to get a custom uh, product page that they set up in the App Store Connect. And then for the ad placement, the custom page must must include at least four portrait or five landscape assets. Then it has to, once it's done, then it has to be approved by the App Store Connect, and then it will be approved by Apple search ads, then it'll be advertised. Uh, Chuck, what do you think of this? I, I'm, I'm not excited about ads. I mean, I, I guess it was inevitable, but you know, with a small dip in services, maybe this is where Apple's looking next. You're not going to like what I have to say. Well, <laughs> that's, that's why we like your opinion. I don't now I'm care. even more interested. I don't care. I okay. don't look at I don't look at ads. I overlook ads unless something pops up and slaps me right in the face, you know, and covers the content that I'm trying to look at. Mm -hmm. I, I've 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 tuned out ads. I mean, I but, Amazon constantly says in their listings you may like. I never see it unless I'm looking for something that is adjacent to that product. I just I I've I mean okay. maybe I'm just. Maybe I spend too much time online, but so, okay. So they throw some ads up in front of me. So what? Otherwise it was going to be blank space. So you it's know, not, here's the thing though, Chuck, it looks like the regular tabs on the app store. So like I'm looking at it right now and this is really not going to work well on my camera, but this top thing for, is it clash of clans? Yeah. Clash, uh, yeah. Clash Royale. So it's clash clan. Um, this is the top thing. And then the thing right underneath it, is the ad and so the the little background that that david was mentioning little tiny right next to the little itty bitty description of the of the app there's like the app name and then underneath it it says like you know this is an app that helps you pick your nose or whatever then right next to where the description is is the little tiny blue block that says ad so it's very very subtle and the only thing that makes it stand out to me as an ad is that it the the screenshots are moving really slowly across the ad and the other stuff doesn't really move except like one of the game ones that's like you know uh games from back in the day or whatever like how it has all the icons that move across slowly in the today tab on those um it moves like that and that's but nothing obvious indicates that it's an ad <clears throat> so this one might get you get me how by looking just like everything else on the Today tab. It's just on there, and it just but, looks like any other, I, hey, check out this app on the App Store today. Okay, but if I click on the ad, what's mm -hmm. what's the big tragedy? I've clicked on an ad. I decide, no, I'm really not interested in um, antifreeze this week, and so I, I leave. I, I mean, it Chuck, just... I can tell you what the big tragedy is. Please. Uh, the big tragedy, which relates to the other article that Dave has. Uh, uh, spoilers, everyone. Hold, hold that thought. It's Save the content in the ads and uh, and what ads are being placed in relation to, to different types of applications. So what you're getting is essentially inappropriate content as ads in certain situations. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Jeff, maybe so, that maybe well, that maybe is the a tragedy. Will be more interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, at some point, Jeff, I think you recommended a game at one point called Exploding Kittens, 
which I think is completely inappropriate, but I would never see the ad because I'd never pay any attention it's to it. It's such a fun okay, game, well, um, um, <laughs> Dave, is it okay if I just kind of roll into that? Yeah, you, why don't you take the drive in here? Because there's a lot of un- unhappy developers with okay, these gambling, so, gambling so apps. So we're not so talking going. about exploding kittens. We're talking about uh, about like gambling ads um, and, uh, and having these show up in relation to content that is, um, you know, like, like addiction assistance type content. And then, Hey, here's a gambling thing that you might want to try. You might like this. And, uh, and so Apple is having a content, excuse me, a context issue with the ads because they are putting content that, uh, that would be inappropriate, uh, next to uh, to apps, and this shows up in uh, in podcasting also. Are you right. are you willing to say this is? I'm not trying to make excuses, guys. Okay, so but this feels like growing pains. You know that we've seen things similar to this before. That inappropriate content pops up somewhere, and somebody says, "Oh, you know, gets the attention gets called to it, and they get it fixed." Mm-hmm. I mean, this, I admit, mm-hmm. this one is maybe a little bit of egg on somebody's face, but, you know, you can see it, how it's being driven by keywords or um, AI of some kind. And it's like, okay, it both, they both relate to gambling. They both relate to, if, 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 right. you know, and so they go together, right? You know, it's like, you know, cheese and crackers. Okay. They go together. So they get, get related. Now mm-hmm. somebody pointed it out. There are people complaining about it. There are more of those people complaining about things that you know, but maybe this one's worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was it was prominent because Mark Romer complained about it, and uh, Federico uh, Federico Vitucci complained about it as well. He said, "This is not cool. I don't want my app associated with a gambling app, and and this mm-hmm. doesn't make any absolute absolutely makes no sense." Well, what Apple did was not 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 a day later they back back went went behind and went back and said that we are pausing ads related to gambling and a few other categories in the App Store, and that's all they said. And they won't yeah. comment on anything beyond that. Right. And that's the right <clears throat> response to what happened. In a yeah. situation yep. like this where Apple has had a long enough time, uh, 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 or excuse me, enough experience with ads already, I would have expected this to be something that they would have anticipated. Um, Same. They didn't. That, yeah. um, um, so at least it's going to be addressed now. But uh, yeah, I think the right. egg on the face is uh, is all on Apple on this one, and uh, they should have anticipated this before doing the uh, this new ad rollout. And funny thing is, they were always very resistant to anything related to gambling. Um, you know, right. other than other than maybe horse racing, because horse racing has a little more of a legality to it. Well, it did. Well, now with all these all the states opening up that the they have enough sports sports betting and gambling now that uh, you know they have to had to open it up and it's it was only fair to do so you know with your DraftKings and and FanDuel and all those all those services out there that yeah. that do the sports betting so it it's it was hard not to resist it because there's 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 money to be made states are seeing that with the with the, with the sports gambling because they're they're making billions of dollars on that on that stuff now so it was hard not to resist it, but then again, you know, you have to be fair to the other developers who don't want any association with gambling at all, and then they, right. they should have that right. Mm-hmm. I I'm, think- I'm going to play, play devil's advocate for just a second, okay? And I really mean this as a devil's advocate because I, I understand what you're saying, David, but where do you draw the line that if I don't want to be associated, I don't want my app associated with, I don't know, you know, pick something. 
anything. You know, I, I, would, I just, I want my uh, I, I make a child's pure. counting game. I don't want adult related content. Right. That was a, the thing that. called out too. Yeah. yeah, that's, well, that's, that's an extreme example, Jeff. But again, you know, I mean, those are obvious, you know, I'm talking about let's slide the scale down to where it gets gray, you know? And, and so I don't want my, I mean, I don't want my ad associated with political content. Okay. Yeah. That may or may not be, you know, black and uh, more well, of a black a big and white. Bucket because like any news app, <laughs> could give people political news True. and you know, yes. like this is the kind of stuff that we've bumped up against Chuck year. This is territory we've talked about even over on Mac voices more than once, you know, because um, I can't remember there was some sort of restriction that was getting like anything that had the ability to load something from a web page because of some sort of requirement about like, now it can't be a kid's app because you can load a web page in it or something. And so like, a whole bunch of things got dumped out of the app store. Um, <clears throat> there was a, th there were a lot of things like that, that I, and I remember talk, we talked about it because like, where do you, where, ca where can you clearly draw that line to delineate this from right. that? You know, um, probably a better example would be um, like anything related to like shopping for recreational marijuana, for example, because it's legal lots of places, but not in every place. And right. is Apple going to let that on the app store? because it's legal for me and Jeff, but it maybe it's not legal for you and David, you know, um, there's a lot of, I don't know if that explains anything to anybody about this podcast or not, but uh, there's a lot of, there, there, there are a lot of ways that I can see not wanting to be associated with some sort of content yeah. in an ad. But the, the thing that I'm concerned about is, is the kinds of, the, the kinds of apps that are going to, to stake out, the ad space on the front page of the store. As we've talked about on other shows, um, apps that have weekly subscriptions seem like the kind of thing, you know, they charge you every week instead of every month. That seems like a play, a, you know, a really good place to get a bunch of people to download that app and think that they want to subscribe monthly and you're actually charging them four times a month instead of once. Uh, you know, those are the kind of people who are going to have the money and really be interested in getting that app in front of them, but as many people as possible. And the the ones that are sort of sketchy, like maybe it's not breaking the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law, like it's just not cool to do some of the things that some of the apps have done that we've called out. And those are going to be the kind of people that are going to be the most interested, I think, in making sure that they end up on the today tab. And that was one of the things that I was appreciated about the today tab. It's one of the few places on my phone where I don't end up with ads and right. now it's not. And I'm going to be a lot less interested in the today tab as a result. So. Okay. I, I, I just want to, one last, one, one last point. Yeah. Well, not even a point, just an example, David, because I, I came up with exactly. one that I, th I think is a little, is a little more gray. Okay. Let's say I make um, a soccer game. I develop a soccer game and the ads pop up for NFL football. And I say, yeah, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that American football, you know, stuff. This is soccer is pure and wonderful. Should, should I be allowed to screen it that way? Or should I be allowed to complain about it? Well, wow. I'm going to complain about it, whether I like it or not. I mean, that That's what I mean about into the gray area. That that's, that's yeah. as close to because both, those strange. are two pretty innocuous things. But if the developer says I'm insulted by, you know, my pure soccer app being corrupted or polluted by this ad for Madden football. Right. Uh, you know, then well, then you then you yeah. have a problem. Right. Well, and part of the problem is English, because where you live, the app that you built is for football. And where I live, the app that you built is for soccer. 
It, well, right. true. To, true. So, and to them, it's so, football. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> I can, well, you have an excellent example. I can totally see that being an issue. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. And I'm wondering yes. if the, if the ads in the today tab are going to be more obvious so that I can either screen them out or just give up on looking at the today tab anymore. And I do spend more time there than I, I generally think I do. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. It definitely yeah. is. And I'm glad yeah. it was a good, good, I'm, it was a good live discussion about this topic. And I'm glad to see them, <laughs> that it's going to evolve, that they've, they've, they've stopped yeah. and, and taken a, a, a reassessment here. I'm glad for that. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, move on to the topics this week. Uh, Beta, uh, not after, not just soon after, a day or two after iOS 16.1 was released, uh, Apple released iOS 16.2 uh, is the first beta. One thing I wanted to note, um, when if you were running beta, uh, which was kind of strange this this go around, uh, you have to you actually have to uninstall the 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 uh, the profile from from your iPhone or iPad for that oh, iPhone really. Uh, because it's not installing the most current update uh, to 16.1, and it wasn't updating to 16.2. So uh, you just have to go in. Simple thing is just remove the profile and then just go back into your uh, developer account or the public beta and remove it and then add it back so it installs. Uh, and I know not all of us do that and on, as far as uh, beta on their iPhones, but just wanted to make sure I noted that. Uh, but yes, 16.2 is out, um, and uh, it, it there isn't a, wasn't a whole lot that was talked about as far as the features. Uh, they're working on some game center improvements, share play uh, share play integration, and then up the that freeform app uh, that Apple is planning to release later this year for the iPad. Um, Got a lot of bunch of notes in here to actually to talk about that's in here as far as uh, what was included in uh, 16.2. And again, like I said the freeform app, uh, the stage manager for iPad OS 16.2 is going to have external display port support um, so that you're going to get that. Uh, the home, uh, the new home app architecture that will also pair with the HomePod uh, 16.2 uh, and iPad and, and Mac, Mac OS Ventura uh, will add support for an updated app architecture come along with the addition of Matter, which has been the big talk about that. Um, uh, so you'll have the, they have the ability to be able to actually test the SOS calls before you actually uh, have to make one, uh, unintentional one, so you can make sure that it's working and inquire about it, how it's going. So again, it's beta. Don't install it on your primary device, as we all say all the time, um, and be, be aware of that stuff. So there was a couple other things here, uh, as far as 16.2 goes, uh, the freeform app is going to be an interesting thing. I probably just spend more time on that in the future to find out more about what that is. Um, there are a bunch of features that still are going to be coming that aren't included in 16.2. And as we talked about it, it, uh, the externals, uh, display, uh, support is going to be, uh, with the, with stage manager I mentioned, then you have the gaming over share play. So now you're going to be able to actually game and be able to have a game with your, with your friend and do that. So, uh, Apple music classical that's coming because that's, it's been coming for a while since they bought the classical, uh, service to, to merge it into the Apple music, uh, which was prime phonic. Uh, and, uh, we'll probably start seeing that for those of us, those of you who like uh, classical music. So, uh, so some things, to, things to look forward to, uh, uh, one other thing with beta I will mention is uh, it, it's not really beta is any of the older iPhones. So anything of iPhone seven and older vintage uh, iOS 15.7.1 was released. It does have some important fixes uh, that so those of you who are still running iOS 15 who still have chose not to upgrade. 
you need to do this, as well as uh, those who have devices that no longer uh, will not uh, support iOS 16. So check that out. There was some uh, bug and security fixes that happened on there. And um, there was a pretty serious uh, uh, problem with uh, 16.1 that it did fix uh, that uh, that I, I saw here, I thought I had a link here for that, and I'm probably missing it. But here it is. It was a it was a uh, zero day uh, security flaw, so that's why if anything you are you have to make sure you really have to be running 16.1. Yes, it does have some bugs, but uh, this does have uh, quite a serious um, um, security flaw uh, that it's affecting iOS and iPadOS devices, and, uh, and so you really should make sure that you have 16.1 and I, on iPad OS, you don't have a choice that it started with that. So you're, you're safe, but just be aware that for those that haven't upgraded that you definitely should do that. And there's, there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, uh, HomePod 16.1, Jeff, you being the resident HomePod expert, I'm sure it still stinks, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how horrible uh HomePod 16.1 is. It, really? It's, Oh, okay. If if you use the S Lady with your HomePod, sixteen point one is horrible. At least on OG HomePods. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, on the Minis, generally it's it's working okay. But like on on my OG HomePod, mm-hmm. I can have completely silent house. Tell the HomePod to do something like turn on a light. And the light will come on on the HomePod to let me know that it's listening. And then the light goes out. Nothing happens. And I can give the same command three, four, or five times before it actually does something. And uh, and th- this is pretty consistent. It's not as bad on 5G with dropping out now, um, like when you're streaming. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's still an issue. But holy crap, Siri is uh, is so bad on with sixteen one on the HomePod that uh, I've actually caught myself talking to the Echo first on a lot of occasions <laughs> instead of falling back to the Echo. Mm. Yep. So whenever I can't get a light to turn on, I just always assume it's because something in the Home app is being dumb. And I've never thought to blame an I to blame any of Now I'm pretty sure it. it's the S lady that's the problem. Maybe it's maybe my my home is well, I do have one, which I feel like one of them does have a problem. And the thing that's funny is that it's the one in the kitchen. And if I tell the one in the kitchen to turn on or turn off the kitchen light, it goes which one and it starts rattling off every room in my house and <laughs> if i am standing yeah. anywhere else in my house that home pod mini goes okay kitchen lights on or kitchen lights off whatever like it's you know ain't no thing and the one in the kitchen right next to the switch that i'm trying to operate always goes Bleh. and <laughs> sorry to get technical and that and i and it baffles me like i've reset it i've done the like reset you know home in the in the home mm-hmm. app it doesn't immaterial no it, it matters it matter. not it i don't know what went down between the home pod mini and that switch in the kitchen but whatever it is they are apparently never going to speak to each other again and i can't figure yeah. out what's going on and it's the so, weirdest blind spot but i always still, thought it was so home buggy. Never occurred to me yeah. that it might be the HomePod that's the problem. Hmm. 
Okay. Yep, it's it's buggy. Um, one other bug that actually was uh, just uh, mentioned today as we record here is that uh, iOS 16.1 is causing random Wi-Fi disconnects for some iPhone users. Um, the users have been reporting periodic and sometimes randomly disconnects to, from Wi-Fi after updating to 16.1. There's been a, reports across the uh, Apple support community and all the other social media places. Um, what they're saying is it's periodically and sometimes randomly disconnecting throughout the day despite no changes in the environment. Um, so be kind of aware of it. Apple really hasn't uh, hasn't really acknowledged this. You know, again, we're talk, we just talked about beta testing of 16.2. Will they release an incremental update? Hard to say if this starts becoming a more widespread issue. I haven't experienced it. I assume none of you, you guys have either, right, as far as? It turns that. out I have and didn't realize it till now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? Then, okay. It, it's, I, I, it's not something that's happening a lot, but often enough that I'm like, well, that's weird. And then I toggle Wi-Fi on and off, and then, and then Wi-Fi is working again, okay? So I just I I hadn't um, put all the pieces together until just now. Um, so apparently, <laughs> yeah, it's the thing, and I've got the thing. You are the some yeah. percent. I'm I yes I am some percent. <laughs> <laughs> so be aware of that uh, I I haven't uh, seen that uh, much of that. So um, other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Dynamic Island. Um, they have announced a lot of, uh, really figured out some of the 34 or so apps that are, are already using um, Dynamic Island. Uh, it got a whole boatload list of, uh, of them as, as well as the live updates. You know, they have live updates with weather, live updates for sports, live, you know, so that's going to be really an enhanced thing uh, with, uh, uh, with Dynamic Island. Uh, but there's there's a we have a link here in the show notes as far as a whole list of all these different apps. I'm not going to go through all of them here, but a uh, lot lot of cool things, and, and I think there's more cool things to come uh, when it comes to uh, Dynamic Island uh, it, and a lot of this stuff. Uh, so uh, definitely check that out. Uh, oh, well, that's right. I'm glad I didn't miss this one. Um, Apple did share more details about this iOS 16.1 clean energy uh, charging feature because there was a lot of confusion about that. Um, it's it's designed to allow iPhones to use and cut down on their carbon footprint, and I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, so, clean energy charging selectively charges when lower carbon emission electricity is available for those who want a greener charging method. Uh, they did publish a smart uh, a support document. Well, that that makes it official, uh, and actually, you go through and uh, learning more about uh, clean energy, uh, and it, you can go in and check some of the settings in your iPhone. Uh, under settings, battery and battery health and charging. And you can make sure that clean energy charging is turned on, uh, make sure that location services are on and, uh, system services that, uh, system customization is on. Uh, but you can always override it if you don't want it to, to do that. Um, but I, I'm still not understanding it fully. I don't know if you guys have looked through any of this stuff, but, uh, yes. it's only available in, in the United States. So it's not anywhere else around the world here. So, um, what you had a thought on that, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. So um, there are data tables that the uh, the uh, utilities maintain, and they're just out there. And if you if you know where to go look, they're available. So what Apple is doing is is uh, using your location to to know which tables data tables it needs to look at, so it can mm-hmm. see when the uh the the low carbon uh power is happening for where you are 
and uh, and then it uses that data to adjust how it's charging. And location services needs to be on because if, uh, like me, I'm in Boulder, let's say I travel to Chicago because we're going out for pizza. When I'm charging <laughs> in Chicago, my iPhone will look for the data for where I am so that it's charging appropriately for my current location. Nice. And Lumanati's is offering white, white, white sauce pizza. So Shenanigans, you have problems with red sauce. Uh, so that, that makes total sense. So that, again, you, you want to be, uh, have clean energy. So go ahead and go check that, that article out. Uh, a few other articles here in iOS 16. Dot, uh, one, uh, one other one I mentioned is uh, T- TVOS. Did it, it did include some Siri um, improvements? The iCloud shared photo library. We'll talk about that in the next uh, further episodes. Uh, that's that's going to be uh, that's out now as well with sixteen point one. Um, but uh, looks like they've added a few things. You know, since they did just release a new version of the of the Apple TV, so um, mm-hmm. you see more more come with that. Um, got to three more t- quick topics I wanted to go over real quick: an app and and two more topics actually. Uh, first one I wanted to talk about is you know. I've been, and I think I'm the only one here that's been on the iPhone upgrade uh, uh, program every year for since its inception, and that's going back a while. It's going back at least, God, it's got to be like six or seven years. I think I've, Apple's offered it, so I I upgrade every year because I I get the next newest iPhone. And I want to do it, so I know people say you're renting the iPhone. Well, that's the way it is, um, but. This plan is going to be a little different. Um, this, and I think, it was way overdue too for Mac. Uh, Two topics for Mac this week, uh, and um, Best Buy is going to do a program called Upgrade Plus, which will uh, allow customers to get a new Mac laptop every three years with monthly financing. And they announced that uh, this week, um, and you're, it's going to be involving a combination of industry financing through Citizens Pay and the option to upgrade to a new Mac after three years. So you have to hold on to the device for three years. Um, so like, like they give an example, like if you get the M1 MacBook Air, that's priced at $999. It's going to cost you $1999 a month for 36 months. At the end of the 36 months, you have the option to pay it off at $280, whichever is left of the payments, or you can return the machine at that time and upgrade to a new one. So I, I think that's a, that's pretty fair because most people these days, and like some people we won't mention, that likes to have Macs every, every <laughs> seems like every two months, uh, uh, we, uh, that's pretty standard. I think most most consumers like to have their mm-hmm. hold on to their Macs at least four years, three years. And, and, and Jeff, you're on four years now, so you're you're going to get close to be upgrading here soon. But uh, am I really? I don't. Did you say four? Yeah, you had your Mac for four years. I thought right. No, I think that's Andrew because I I got this. Oh, that's in what Andrew. That's right. November from 2019. Mac voices. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, so so you're th- <clears throat> close to three years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a pretty cool program. I, I I'm impressed to see what. Uh, what what Best Buy does with this, and if Apple mm-hmm. follows suit, because uh, I mean, I mean, because I think it's it's going to get even more people in on on. This. I know we talked about this during Mac Voices Live this, this past week, but thought that everybody should know about it here as well, because uh, you know, yeah. we we do it with iPhone. Why not do it with Mac, uh, Chuck? What do you think? I think you think Apple's going to jump into this at some point. Or do you think they're going to let Best Buy run with it for now? I I don't I don't know. I mean, it it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, for I think I, I think for the lower end, um, and mm-hmm. and that's and I don't want to sound uh, egotistical or or no, no. I, I don't know what um, aristocratic or something, but I, but the pricing for the low end models you know is phenomenal. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, think it, it and and it should be said that you know if you do the math, folks, you'll find out that basically, if you don't renew your subscription, then you're going to end up paying exactly the same amount of cash out as if you bought the new Mac in that configuration today. The only difference is you will have paid it over three years. Mm-hmm. If you if you do, you know, trade the machine in and get the next, you know, roll over to the next one, then that last payment, which is uh, it's, it's a bit more sizable. I think it's like three or four times what a monthly payment is, depending on which level you're talking about. Then they make that that for you um, as you know. That's sort of your think of it as almost as a, as a trade in and yeah. a trade in discount, and then you keep on rolling. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a great deal. And I think going into a recession, this is a great time. Um, yeah. I'm not sure Apple Apple really cares about doing this that way, especially as we're seeing, you know, Mac sales be good. I think it it, it definitely introduces, you know, a, a bit of paperwork and a bit of follow-up. And there's one other little issue here, and that is, you know, how people, because right now the machines that are available are laptops. Mm-hmm. And right. how, mm-hmm. you know, people, I think, abuse their laptops. We've heard stories this time around about the iPhone 16, people going to trade in their 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 15, and, oh, you know, it's got a nick or something, and so we're not taking it back, and you're, it's not eligible. And so with a laptop, I mean, I I don't know about you guys, but I see people abuse laptops far more oh, yeah. than they do their phones, and so oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure Apple wants to get into this game. I think it'll be interesting yeah. to see just how how Best Buy uh, does with this in mm-hmm. three years. Well, this is a and, great test program for Apple. Yeah, this yes. absolutely feels like a beta test mm-hmm. that could eventually end up being something that makes its way up to Apple retail, but. Um, I also really I also really like the idea that um you know if you if you ask most people you know um can you afford a $1000 laptop today uh you know god no you know that's why I don't have one but if you ask a bunch of people can you afford $20 a month you know um that answer is usually different and so the fact that you could maybe have a less old machine you could get some you know you could finally upgrade that creaky auxiliary laptop because you spend all your time on your phone anyway but maybe it'd be really nice to have a a more recent computer again uh like you did eight years ago or ten years ago in some cases um mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's possible that maybe maybe this is the kind of thing that's going to also help sort of um uh you know maybe cause a, a little bit of an uptick in laptop purchases if it's more of a a lease slash rental kind of a plan where you can trade it in you know then a maybe people will take a little bit more care of it i don't know um but also it's possible that maybe this is going to be um something that that causes more people to look a little more closely at getting a macbook air or something um especially as the macbook air has become a more capable machine you know getting into a machine for a thousand dollars where it you know People always talk about laptops being expensive, but a Windows machine to get a solid Windows machine is going to be right in that same neighborhood. So if they can go head to head and split it up over zero percent monthly payments, I'm not stacking up additional credit card debt that I'm going to have to try and make the minimum payment on for the rest of my life or until the heat death of the universe or whatever, then it makes it a little easier maybe for some people to to tolerate if it's like, you know, if I ditch two streaming services, I could have a laptop instead for that same 20 bucks a month, 
you know, maybe there's a maybe there's a, a little different value proposition there and that might make more people consider it as a as a choice. And I hope they do, because um, a lot of people could stand a new machine. <laughs> uh, even even more people could stand a new machine than the people who all bought one last quarter. Let me put it that way, um, just to take it back to the beginning of the show. And I think there's there's a lot of value in that for for a lot of people. So I hope it ends up being something interesting that generates a lot of attention. I agree. I agree. So well, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Glad glad to see somebody is doing this because it was way overdue. Because um, mm-hmm. you know these 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 MacBook Pros can be real expensive. I I bought mm-hmm. the M1 Pro 16 inch and you know. Granted, I have the Apple Card, and that that's a sweet deal because you get it just forces you to pay it off in a year. So I'm almost paid off now, so it's getting close. Um, so and you don't kind of feel it. So it just kind of goes on the card, and you pay the card. So it's yeah. a it's a good thing. So uh, be definitely a good thing to check it out here. So David, two you more topic. Up, oh, okay, I, go ahead. I, yeah, I, I, you brought up an interesting point that I really honestly hadn't thought about, and that is the Apple Card with one year versus Best mm-hmm. Buy with three years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you know, yeah. I mean, you you have options. I, I honestly hadn't thought about it quite that way. Yeah. So it's it's something for people to think about. Maybe if they're not comfortable signing on for a three year deal, um, right. and and yeah. you know, the, it's not an upgrade program, but it is a delayed payment program, auto, automatically delayed pay, payment program. And, and Best Buy is known for its its open boxes. They 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 sell a lot of open box products, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, uh, Apple, in a sense, you know, well, I, I got a good deal because I traded in my 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 2019 mm-hmm. uh, MacBook Pro that I had and got a pretty good credit from from Apple. To so the sting wasn't so bad with for the new the <laughs> M1 Pro 16 inch. So um, so you definitely got different options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, uh, two more topics here, real quick. Um, iCloud.com. Anybody who goes out to their website to check check stuff because it's always always a lot easier. Sometimes you just want to go out there. They did do a they're doing a complete redesign on their on their site right now. It uh, gets a complete widget inspired um, uh, redesign. I, I went on to it earlier today and I, I really like it. It's really clean uh, and uh, customized widgets, and you can uh, default the way they are displayed. Um, I, I think they really did a really great job and clean much cleaner site. So if you go to beta.icloud.com and you sign into your iCloud account uh, on the web, uh, you can uh, check out and uh, click each header of each widget and it brings that app to, to open for you. A um, uh, good example is the, ma- the mail widget. To, you click on the mail header and the iCloud mail uh, web page opens. And then the individual pages uh, are very much the same or what the current iCloud site is for now. But that, that's, that's subject to change since it is in beta. Uh doesn't hurt anything to check that out. I mean, it's not uh, not like a device. You can go to the website and try it out and see what it looks like. So, um, but uh, I thought that was a cool thing that uh, that Apple decided to do here. So, my observation on that, that super fast. Yeah, please. Oh, load cool. times on the the new iCloud beta website so much faster. It seems than like it. Yeah. The regular oh yeah, iCloud absolutely. Website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it did seem like it. So, uh, any other comments on that? All right. The Yay. last topic <laughs> here is I want to talk a little bit about continuity camera uh, that's in macOS Ventura. Everybody's uh, getting excited about that. Uh, I did buy the Belkin, uh, the, the Belkin MagSafe clip here, as you yeah. can see, and it clips on. 
there have been some complaints about it's not very, very stable. You got to be kind of careful the way it hits on the laptop because I did it and the iPhone can fall if you're not careful because you have to, you know, you, you got to mount it, the magnetic piece facing this way and, uh, and it will, uh, uh, it does work. You just got to be careful with it. Uh, but, uh, and there, there's probably going to be more knockoffs and options, but uh, for 30 bucks, it wasn't a bad deal, but so people were thinking that it's being Sherlocked uh, of all the other apps. And my favorite app of all time is is, is Reincubate's Camo. Camo. Uh, I use that. That's how I'm using it now. Well, I have a link here in show notes from their blog. They did introduce Wi-Fi connectivity. And uh, all this time I was not able to do it in Wi-Fi. You now can connect through Wi-Fi. I am currently connected in wi- on Wi-Fi with, uh, oh, nice. with, with, with this iPhone 10, 10 R and uh, they, they, they're, it's, it's a, uh, uh, it's the latest version that they just introduced it mm-hmm. super simple to connect. All you do is you take the iPhone and there's a QR code that comes up on the, on the display for when you launch your camo app on your Mac, it scan yeah. it and it'll con- automatically connect it uh, once. And then once, once you do it once, it'll remember your iPhone every time after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you connect with Wi-Fi, and uh, it's using the standard Wi-Fi 802.11 standard. So, um, so, uh, kids, it isn't Sherlock. Um, one of the things that continuity camera is not going to do that uh, um, uh, that that uh, does it uh, bef- the way it does it before is uh, the fact that it's going to connect um, without any problems, and also you have all the other uh, settings in Camel to be able to uh, uh, be able to do that, uh, make changes. You know, you got lower yeah. thirds like I have here on mine, and all that stuff. You don't have those options in, in, in continuity cameras. You just have a camera connection and that's it. So I think camel still has got some value to it. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you know, it, the, the way I see this, it's like so many other apps that people are sure are being Sherlocked right. when they're not, because what Apple does <laughs> is give you a feature and, yeah. uh, and everyone can use it. And if it works for you, great. But if you need more than what that feature does, that becomes what Apple calls a, a third-party opportunity. And that's why one password has never been Sherlocked. That's why Camo isn't going to be Sherlocked. That's right. why um, uh, OmniFocus was never Sherlocked. Text Expander, Text expander. Yeah. is not Sherlocked. The, these are all opportunities to do more than what Apple gives you. But Apple's great at giving you a feature right. so yeah. that so that people can do something. And if they outgrow what Apple gives them, there you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm still using my uh, Plexicam like I normally do. And nothing's changed with that. And it's just, look, my no wires. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's going to keep a cleaner desktop. And, and I did, I used it on Tuesday night with the way you're on Mac voices uh, live and uh, it didn't drop once. So it's, it, it seems pretty solid. Um, Nice. Whenever you're dealing with Wi-Fi, especially transmitting a video connection, you always kind of have to wonder, is that going to work? Well, I mean, Apple obviously has done it with with Ventura. I haven't really spent a lot of time using that. I have have not yet to upgrade my my primary Mac just yet. I'm still waiting. I want to wait a little extra time. I'm sure you guys are probably the same thought I have. But I'm uh, running Ventura on uh, my main Mac, and I've already tested all of my audio video stuff, and it's all working. I did. Okay, wow. so I may I may jump in quicker, uh, but right. I'm, I, I I wanted to wait a little bit because you know <laughs> they, they they introduced thirteen uh, dot right away. You know that they're, they're they're actively checking for stuff. So yeah, uh, and I think all the apps we need like uh, like uh, Audio Hijack and others, Rogue OP has done a good job getting those all compatible. Yes. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, all my backup apps are working correctly, and I and I'm using um, that too. Um, 
Mike Bombich, a carbon copy cloner, carbon copy cloner. Carbon copy cloner. <laughs> and super duper. And they're both working fine. Yeah. Good. Yep. Mm. I think all of my backups have been good too. So is there anything so you, you have, have found that is not working? Um, no. Okay. That's, I'll, that's, that said, I haven't not in, I have not gone to Ventura yet on anything, but um, you know, that, because I've been doing just what you guys were talking about, you know, waiting to see, I let you take the arrows. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) And and honestly, I, I, I have been watching very closely. I've been vigilant about uh, staying on top of the updates so that I am a Ventura ready or was Ventura Mm -hmm. ready. And, uh, and I was certain that after I made the, the move, then I was going to get bit because something that I rely on that I didn't think about wasn't actually going to have a uh, venture support yet. And I have mm-hmm. not run into that problem oh. yet. Okay. That's good. That's I'm good. glad to hear it. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff guys. And with that, I, we made it. I was, you were worried. I wasn't going to make through the whole show with all the stuff I had on the notes here, but we did. So we, we had a really great lively conversation and I really appreciate y'all being here. So let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at in touch You can follow us on Twitter at in touch with iOS, uh, support the show by buying me a coffee at in touch slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. If you want to become a patron of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash in touch with iOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like share and subscribe. So you're notified when we are live, which is on Thursday nights, usually at, at 8 PM Eastern time, 5 PM Pacific at our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch with iOS, where you can watch the show live as well as listen to and watch past shows. Visit in touch iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed are flipped into the magazine. The link is in our show notes you can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including me mirror pocket cast overcast, many others, but better yet go to our website in touch where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg and you can find me on Twitter at Dave G 65 for now. <laughs> if, uh, and, and, uh, and Chuck, so, so glad you were able to make it this week. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Hey, thank you, David. Always, always a pleasure and always a lot of fun. Um, You can find me at MacVoices.com. That's where you see a lot of interesting, fun things. We are in the process of getting our holiday gift guides out uh, to help you save money, right? Yes, save money. That's it. Um, Spend. (laughs) We we do Mac Voices live uh, Tuesday nights uh, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Mac Voices TV at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are, please join us in the chat room. That way you can harass us or throw your comments or questions at us. And you can find me on pretty much all the socials until one of them goes away um, as at Chuck Joyner or at Mac Voices. Thanks again, David. Thank you. And uh, Jeff Gammon, thank you as always for being here. It's always really appreciated. Uh, Where can people find you? It's always a pleasure to get to be here and hang out with you and and all these cool people. Um, I am Jay Gamut on basically all of the uh, socials. Um, So, yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Um, And then most Tuesdays, I'm with, with the three of you on Chuck show Mac voices live <clears throat> excuse me then uh thursdays early in the day the big show thursday evenings here here with you again uh and then fridays on the mac show and then also on the context machine because brian chaffin and i have teamed up again 
Great. Thanks again. And uh, Kelly Gamont, so thrilled you were able to finally make it back to the show here. We really enjoy having um, you. And uh, where can people find you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm always excited when when you send me a text and want to know what I'm doing on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Like David, uh, in the short term, at least, you can still find me on Twitter as Verso. Um, you can also occasionally find me on Instagram. I spend more time on glass these days, um, trying to up my photography game. And uh, sometimes, uh, I, I, in a fit of optimism, I went and fired up a website, and then uh, I have sort of left it to collect dust. So I'm trying to dust that off and uh, get back into that. And you can find that over at theslice.tech. Great. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it. And um, we'll talk again next time.